Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's talk Timberwolves basketball for the next 30 minutes. It is Timberwolves tonight. News Talk 830 WCCO. Not going to be the most festive night, though, to talk Wolves. I don't think. 119 to 114, Wolves fall to the Houston Rockets. And I called this one, which I'll get into and explain in just a second. Uh, But the Wolves falling to the Rockets tonight, and prior to tonight, the Minnesota Timberwolves had a seven-game winning streak against Houston. So I was concerned going into this this morning, and I said as much to Vanita Sakar in the morning news that this was a game in which you look at the amount of success that the Wolves have had against Houston, and the thing that you can take away from these seven consecutive wins is that currently constructed, the Wolves are a bad matchup for the Rockets. And there was something that was key that was said about a month or so ago from Austin Rivers was he said that Houston has a bunch of young talent. They just don't know how to play yet. And what he meant by that is, in terms of playing the game the right way, making um, the right pass, taking the right shot, making the right decisions, they are not there yet. They have a, a lot of growth that has to happen with their team for them to be able to good, be, be a good basketball team. And and I, I agree with them on that. I thought that that was a really good synopsis and observation from Austin Rivers. But this morning when I was chatting with Vanita, the thing that I stated was that this team needed to um, look the part of – a consistent basketball team, a team that is not going to show up in the gym and you don't know what you're going to get. And I think there are way too many nights with the Timberwolves where you don't know which Timberwolves team is going to show up. And that was the case tonight. In the blink of an eye, the Houston Rockets were forcing the Wolves into a timeout, and it was 9 nothing Rockets. Now, when a team outscores you 9 nothing, and your energy level doesn't look very good, at least it didn't to me, to me that tells me that some of the players are just, they're not, they're not mentally prepared and engaged and ready to lock in. And that is something that has to change. I think the number one thing about Timberwolves basketball this year is that this is one of the most inconsistent teams that we've seen in some time. And that's it. That is the story of the season. They're inconsistent. Win three consecutive games, lose four consecutive games. 
run off three or four in a row, split four. Like you just literally you don't know what's going to happen. The Houston Rockets are not a better basketball team, and I'm not a I'm not an idiot. I know that the best team doesn't always win, but that's the game that you gotta that you gotta have. And the main reason why I say that that is a game in which you have to have is because there's been way too many nights where the Minnesota Timberwolves are trying to get back to 500, or they're at 500 and they're trying to climb over 500, and they lose because of a poor effort. That has to stop. Until this team can get three, four, five games over 500. And I'm not even saying that in that scenario that they want to take days off. But you can't take any days off. But I'm not sure that, that we're that we're better than this. I'd like to think that we are. But this could be just who the Minnesota Timberwolves are this year. They could just be destined to be a team that is inconsistent the entire season. Hey, your thoughts, your reactions to that as we kick off Timberwolves tonight. Uh, my phone number is 651-461-9226. That phone number again, 651-461-9226. Now, there was a couple of players that brought their A game offensively. Those two players would be the backcourt of D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. D'Lo tonight, uh, 30 points, 7 assists, couple of steals, Three rebounds. I thought the D-Lo, he played fine. Anthony Edwards. He was, he he started off hot with the 10 points early, and then he just kind of was, I don't know, if we, I don't say he put it in the cruise control, but he um, wasn't taking that many shots, wasn't making hardly any shots. But then late in the game, when it was go time, he picked it back up. Before the evening, Anthony Edwards with 31 points on 9 of 20 shooting. He made another six three-point shots. He just knocks down threes. That's what he does against the Rockets, right? 7 to 9 from the free throw stripe. 31 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, 4 steals, and a block shot. Six turnovers, though. That's not good. Way too many turnovers for the Wolves. And as a team, they turned it over 19 times. But there's one player in particular... And I want to get Chris's um, thoughts on this, too. There was one player in particular who has been money for the Wolves the last three weeks. He has been absolutely awesome tonight. I mean, awesome the last almost month. But it wasn't his night tonight. And that's Kyle Anderson. So, Chris, I know you were watching. Mm -hmm. Kyle Anderson tonight only played 12 minutes. He was in a bunch of foul trouble. uh, Five fouls tonight. He had two points. No boards, one assist, no steals. This was, if you look at his numbers and his impact on the on the games here the last month, he had no impact at all on the game, at least not in a positive way. And there was one moment that I think early on kind of set the tone that took, that took him out, and it was the back and forth that he had, the moment that he had with Jalen Green. Yep, yep. I think that that took Kyle Anderson mm-hmm. out of the game tonight. And, look, I don't have an issue with Kyle Anderson. Um, Kyle Anderson had every right to be upset because many people didn't see it. And I know that Jim Peterson talked about it um, from the moment it started to as everything was playing out during the course of the game. And I saw it immediately, too, that when they they called a foul on Kyle Anderson that Jalen Green threw the ball, like literally 
threw it right at him. Yeah, Allen said the same thing. Allen said yep. the exact same thing. Yep. And, and, and the officials did not do anything about that. I don't even think that they saw it, but Kyle Anderson was upset, as he should be, and he was frustrated. He's like, look, y'all just going to let dude just do whatever he wants? Like, that, that's, that's not acceptable. We're not doing that. And then when they came down on the other end, and it's the Wolves' possession, then it started to flare up again, and then he got into another. So I think that that particular moment, because because I've never seen Kyle Anderson that upset, I think they kind of took him out of his game. Not to say that he's not a guy that can that can keep his composure. I just think that from the fouls and from the technicals and all of that stuff, because they didn't they didn't assess anything to Jalen Green. No, they just let no, it be. Yeah. I think they kind of took the aggressiveness out of Kyle Anderson. It, it was completely out of character for Kyle Anderson to, to act like that, to get that T and for that back and forth. And, yeah, I think it, it did. It was like that little uh, scenario that seemed to be the snowball. And, and, I mean, Kyle Anderson, I think I've said it to you like that. I, I feel like he's the one guy, the one constant for the Wolves that can show you, especially with Rudy Gobert coming back, like he understands, he's got that veteran mentality. He understands situations, and, and I feel like he's much more important than people realize on the floor. He's not, he's not flashy by any means, but he is as solid as anybody the Wolves have, and and you can definitely tell when he's not there or he's not a factor. Like this team needs him. To be involved, and when he's taken out of it like that, I mean it, it's huge, especially when you're not getting anything out of your bench. Yeah, he's such a a key contributor for this team, and we've seen that in the last couple of weeks when the Wolves are playing at a high level, Kyle Anderson is playing at an extremely high level. So uh, that, but that just that was unfortunate that early in the game, that little back and forth for Jalen Green just seemed to kind of. It frustrated him, and it should have frustrated him. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I would have been ticked off, too, because immediately when it happened, before anybody said anything, even on TV, I was like, did anybody see that? I was like, dude, if I'm Kyle, I'm, I'm upset. Because he immediately went to the referee and said to her, hey, look, did you, did you see this guy after the play? Like, y'all better go ahead and do something about this. Yeah, and, and I mean, we wa- and, and we want officials to catch everything. Like, we have the benefit of seeing it on television, of you know, yes. seeing the replay, it's like they don't see it in real time. So I, I do have a tendency to get. She had her head turned. Yeah, and I do give the officials, you know, the, the benefit of a doubt. You can't catch everything, and I would have, you know, I would have done the double technical if nothing else, yes. and then you know, you know, moved on from there. But, I mean, they called it what they called it, and you, you just have to move on. But, I mean, it was an unfortunate thing for Kyle Anderson that I feel, yeah, you can go one way or the other. And when he's got three fouls in, like, five minutes. I know, yeah. I mean, it, he, it, it takes him out. Yeah, it takes you're him out. You're not going to be game. effective on those nights. No, yeah. you're not. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. Uh, speaking of Jalen Green, he was phenomenal tonight. I said it earlier on the show, too. Jalen Green, offensively and with his athleticism, one of the more most athletic guards in the NBA. Um, the young kid, is uh, he's got a lot of talent. Um, but if he's not scoring the basketball, he's not impacting the game at all. Tonight, he did score the basketball to the tune of 42 points. Jalen Green led all scores tonight in this basketball game. We'll t- take our first pause, come back, get your reaction, get your phone calls, get your takes. This is Timberwolves tonight. On the good neighbor. Tough night for the Wolves. They fall to the Rockets. The Rockets, yes. 
the 11 win, they won game 11 tonight. 11 win Rockets, 119 to 114. News Talk, 830 WCCO. Uh, your reactions, your calls, your opinions are welcome. 651 461 9226. Anthony Edwards with 31 points tonight for the Wolves. D'Angelo Russell with 30. We saw the return of Rudy Gobert, who was active with 15 points, 16 boards. Four block shots for Rudy. Uh, we mentioned Kyle Anderson, not effective tonight at all. Uh, a little bit of an off night for Jay McDaniels. Jay McDaniels is always going to impact the game um, on the defensive end, if anything. But tonight he fouled out. He had 10 points, four rebounds, one assist in 35 minutes. So an off night for my guy, Jay McDaniels. And then tonight, Jalen Noel wasn't very productive. He had seven points with three rebounds. Austin Rivers with 10 but Nas Reed only played nine minutes and did nothing. Scored two points, had one rebound. Nathan Knight got in the game. I like the monster dunk that Nate Knight had tonight. Uh, four points, four rebounds for one Nate Knight. Was interesting that Luca Garza, who typically does play, uh, did not uh, play tonight. He had a, a DNP coach's dis, uh, decision. Now for the Houston Rockets, uh, winners of 11 games this year. I'm going to keep bringing that up. Uh, Jalen Green, we mentioned his massive night for the Rockets with 42 points. Also, uh, a, a nice night from a guy that, heck, the, this guy was playing for the Houston Rockets back when Chris Tubbs was living in Houston. Eric Gordon still with the Rockets. Hey, the rumors of Eric Gordon leaving the Rockets have been swirling for like the last three or four years. He's still he's still standing, man. What's up with that? I, I know Eric I, Gordon's still there. I know that Eric Gordon. I think he's got to be like fifty five years old at this point, right? <laughs> I mean, he he has been in the league forever, but he he's you know he's one of those guys that you wouldn't expect somebody like that to be with the Rockets because they're going through this rebuild. And you would figure that he would have been one of those guys over the last couple of years that would have been moved by now. I, I don't expect him. I mean, eventually they've got to ship him off because I think he's a nice piece. But, I mean, he's he, he's one of a dying breed. But he, I tell you what, though, somebody like that, though, all kidding aside, when you've got a young team, to have a fiery vet like that, you can't have just all young kids. You have to have some of that veteran leadership. Oh, absolutely. Everybody needs a vet. Like, Eric Gordon, his role for that team is the same role as Torian Prince plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. The only thing is that Torian Prince was out tonight. Yeah. And he's a key member of this team. And and I didn't mention that in the opening segment, but Torian Prince did not play tonight for the Wolves. Um, and so they, they basically have the same role. Now, do they have the same impact? No. I think that Torian Prince impacts winning more than Eric Gordon, Agreed. but you know yes. why? Why? Because Eric Gordon, if he's not knocking down a three-point shot, he's not doing much for you. Torian Prince doesn't even need to make three-point shots to impact his team. He can do things in transition, and he also can defend. Tor- Torian Prince is a lot more versatile than I thought he would be coming to the Wolves last year. I mean, I, I knew he was a good player, but I didn't realize the, the versatility. him. I, as Shaq would say, I wasn't familiar with your game. You know, let me let me throw that out there. He's going to play the part of Christian Wood. I'm going to play the part of Shaq. I was, let me apologize. I wasn't familiar with the game. So I think that Torian Prince not having him when Torian Prince isn't out there and Nas Reed is struggling and Jalen Noel isn't getting the shot. And I mean, 
this was just to me like a perfect storm of you had one guy that was shooting the ball really well in D'Angelo Russell. Outside of that, you know, Ant didn't get it going till later in the game, but you you can't play the sort of game like shorthanded like I felt like they did tonight. Yeah, it just I don't think that the Wolves I think that one thing that we have to understand about the Wolves or they have to understand about themselves is that yes they have talent, but they're not talented enough as a team collectively to where it's just two or three guys carry us every single night. No, everybody has to chip in. Yeah, I, I would, everybody I would has hope, to chip in. I, I would hope that they would not have that mindset because you mentioned the the I word, and I think that's you could ask you know twenty Timberwolves fans, and I would say probably eighteen of them would give you that word inconsistent. I, I mean, this team they can't just flip it on. And I th- think about like three of their losses, like have been two to the Pistons. And one of the Rockets, and they str- and, I mean, they've had their hands full with the Rockets because, like you said, they're just they're not a good matchup. So I don't know what the answer to this is. And I thought you laid it out nicely in the first segment. Is you maybe this is just who they are, and it's maddening because you see the talent, but yeah, you can't be the team that's just gonna you know walk in and put on your jersey and say, well, all right, we're the Timberwolves. You know, we're gonna come out here. We're gonna beat this. You know, hapless Rockets team. That, that and I'm not own. saying that they're doing that. I'm not saying that they're doing that on purpose. No, but no, that no, is no, who no. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is who they are because we're past the midway point of the season, and that's what they've shown us who they are to be right now. Yeah, and that's you, frustrating. You you are who what your record says you are, and I mean when when you see Houston get up like nine to nothing. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking back to one of those games against the Pistons when the Wolves got out to like a what, like a a ten nothing lead, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, you, you can eventually kind of take that little first burst of energy, and you can come back and get into your game, and and you'll be fine. I just don't felt like the Wolves. It felt like a really discombobulated game throughout the entire thing. Don't didn't you feel it? Just it, it just it didn't have any flow in terms of good vibes for the Wolves tonight. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take another break. We'll come back. We got our final segment. We'll get to a few of the highlights, and then we're done here on Timberwolves tonight. Wolves do fall to the Houston Rockets one nineteen and one fourteen tomorrow night. They have off. They move on to play the New Orleans Pelicans on Wednesday night. Right here on the Good Neighbor. All right, final segment. Timberwolves tonight. Henry Lake, Christopher Tubbs, talking Timberwolves basketball. And we like to talk about the wins. We talk about the losses as well. Tonight was one of those losses. Wolves fall to the Houston Rockets, 119-114. At this point in the season, the Timberwolves are 24-25, and fall a game under five hundred, while the Rockets improve to 11-36. and But that's the, the inconsistency and the frustration with the Wolves is when you're right there and you have an opportunity to go above 500, you just can't do it. We keep doing this like we fall two and three games behind. Then we get back to 500, or we get that close to getting to 500. Like, we we got to get on a roll. We got to get on a stretch where over the course of the next 10 games, you win eight games. And then you're not doing this, you're, you're doing this dance or shadow boxing with 500. We're just, come on, guys. That's the part that's frustrating. We're good enough to get to a place of showcasing that we're better. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. And I know that the Pelicans 
are a better overall team than, than the Timberwolves are. But the Pelicans have been struggling, and the Pelicans have had guys that have been out with injuries. Brandon Ingram, we've had the um, uh, Zion situation. So it's not a given that the Pelicans are going to win on Wednesday. And I, I actually I think that the Timberwolves bounce back and they play um, a much sharper game on Wednesday because they know that they have to against New Orleans on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Let me ask you this, Henry. Because, you know, the Western Conference right now is completely jumbled. Like, there are five and a half games that separate number three, Sacramento, from number 13, Portland. So, I want to ask you, you know, us as fans, one part of me is frustrated because I feel like you should be able to get separation and you should be able to move up, you know, relatively easy. But the other part of me says, at least you're still in this jumbled mess of teams in the Western Conference that I feel on a day-to-day basis it's it's going to be changing. I mean, I, I mean, should fans be encouraged that they're not falling way behind or discouraged because they're not at the top of this mess? No, I think that fans should be discouraged that they're not that they haven't gotten their act together yet. And so, but but I think that the the reality of the Western Conference, though, is that there are many teams like the Wolves. There are a bunch of teams that can't get their act together. A lot of the parody. Lakers are one of them. Yeah. The the Lakers are one of them. The Golden State Warriors are. Phoenix is like there are a bunch of teams. That a lot of people looked at it and said these teams should be good this year, and they haven't proven to be good. And that's just the reality of the situation. So let's get to the highlights here. And it starts in the fourth quarter. We have uh, guys that know how to put the ball in the basket. One Jalen Green and one Anthony Edwards. Jalen Green playing the point tonight with Kevin Porter Jr. out. They got McDaniels on him. Rubbing off a Tate screen. Popping on the three is Green and he hits 11 first quarter points for Jalen Green who's been pretty disappointing in his first three games against the Timberwolves. Averaging 13 points while shooting 30%. D'Lo left side three. That's no good. Missed it long. Here comes K.J. Martin and the Rockets in red. Martin on the attack into the paint out to Green up top. Takes a run on Rivers to the elbow. Pulls up with a jumper and hits it. Now he can get hot. The game before he played the Wolves on Saturday had a 41-point game. The second 40-point game of the season. And stop and pop straightaway three. Anthony Edwards gets on the scoreboard. Anthony Edwards doing his thing, um, responding to Jalen Green, getting the bucket. He's going to get his buckets, too. In that second quarter, though, I mentioned it was a solid game for D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell heating up with 19 points in the first half. First rebound for either of the starting guards for the Wolves, Ant and D'Lo. Here's D'Lo, just snakes on Jalen Green, backed up into him, gave him a shot, and then hit the jumper. D'Lo is red hot. He's got 19 points in this first half. All right, so at that point, we're tied at halftime. And I'm like, okay, Wolves haven't played great. We'll probably, um, you know, have a much better half and end up winning this bad boy and going into New Orleans with a, a winning record at that particular point. Well, Minnesota in the third quarter on this possession, they get a stop, and they're able to cash in on a fast break. Jalen Green up top, Tari Eason working to the right side of the floor. And a dribble handoff to K.J. Martin. Now back to Jalen Green. He wants a running start on Rivers off the Shen Goon screen. Snakes his way top of the key by Gobert to the rim. Way too strong. Rivers the rebound. Good outlet on the move to Anthony Edwards. Up ahead, Russell to the rim. The layup is good. Boy, that was beautiful basketball. Tied at 68. 
Great defensive possession, and the Wolves cash in on the fast break. All righty, so look, at the end of the game, there was one guy that absolutely the, the Wolves didn't have any answer for. Um, he's one of the better young players in the league at scoring the basketball. His name is Jalen Green, and he ended off this evening with 42 points. Uh, in this particular highlight here, he gets it up to uh, matching his career high at that particular point of 41. Wolves apparently will not foul here, but they will try to force a turnover. Eric Gordon up into the front court, circles around. Now Jalen Green, a deep three right side. Oh, it went in. How do you reward that? 41, he's tied his career high. He's done that three times. 119-114, Wolves fall to the Rockets. Tomorrow's a day off, back in action on Wednesday, and we got you covered right here on the Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. The opponent, the New Orleans Pelicans. All right, that's going to be it for tonight on Timberwolves Tonight, but we'll talk to you guys tomorrow on The Lake Show here on The Good Neighbor. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.